welcome to The Advice. I'm Darlene Dobbs, your advisor. Remember, when you stare into the advice, the advice stares back into you. All right, first question. Hit it, Daryl. What happens when all of the beer is gone? Uh, thanks, Leanne. Good question. Uh, first, I'm assuming that you are a person who drinks alcohol and are asking about a temporary lack of beer and not asking a more philosophical question about, like, what to do if you find yourself choosing to be sober. I'm not uh, qualified to answer questions about sobriety or rehab or programs with more than, say, like, seven steps in them, so I want to be clear on that. Uh, but to answer your question, and this probably actually applies to everybody, uh, what happens when the beer is gone is that you descend into the awareness of the nothingness of existence again, uh, probably pretty quickly. The feeling is probably familiar to you because you've called in here to the advice, so you're obviously experienced uh, in existential dread and probably also in hangovers, which are very similar. So that won't be much of a surprise. Um, as for what to do about that, just go with it, I say. Uh, fighting the meaninglessness of existence is a losing battle. And you probably don't want to start self-medicating with alcohol. So just let the feeling of meaninglessness flow over you. And um, let, just let that be that. Uh, that said, obviously the best way to avoid this problem is to never run out of beer. So if you're at a party, probably someone will go get more beer. And you won't even really be faced with this question. So there's that. Uh, make friends, go to parties, problem solved. All right, thanks. Uh, next question. Did you, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Did you say that we can drink beer in the studio uh, now? I didn't say that on air. I would never say that, but I'm not going to stop anybody. Uh, if I theoretically was drinking beer right now, would that be okay? I'm not going to stop you. I'm drinking a beer right now. All right, next question coming in from Ian Bollinger. Alex Jones of InfoWars says there is a slave colony of children on Mars, but NASA claims there isn't. Which is the truth? Uh, yeah, uh, Ian, thanks for calling in. Uh, this is the kind of question I get a lot asking me to decide between one thing and another thing to determine what the truth is or who's right and who's wrong or what facts are or which beliefs are just terrible and stupid. I'm doing air quotes uh, with my hands right now when I'm saying all those adjectives, but you can't see it because this is radio, so just imagine that in your head. Uh, anyway, the reality is that with situations like these where two competing claims are being made, and they're mutually exclusive. Uh, the one party saying, yeah, and the other one saying, nah, uh, the question isn't so much what the truth is, but how power is being used to benefit different people and whether you can get in on that use of power to benefit yourself and the people you love or claim to love. 
Uh, rather than asking what is the truth, try asking yourself which alliance will give you the most power and which speaker is most easy to manipulate to help you amass power and wealth. Uh, so the question really is, would you rather ally with Alex Jones, who seems to be a single guy on the rise in the media, or would you rather ally with NASA, a huge government organization that's been getting people to leave the planet a few at a time for the last few decades? So ask yourself that, and then choose your alliance and stick with it for as long as it's advantageous to you. Don't worry. You can switch as much as you want. People don't really care. Uh, that said, Alex Jones is pretty clearly a nut job, and everything he says is nonsense. So don't listen to things that people tell you on the radio or internet or whatever. Uh, you know, except for me. All right, it's time for a commercial break. Uh, Daryl, go ahead and roll the commercial. Are you tired of the rat race? Has the rat race got you down? Are you tired of figuring out what the rat race is? Are you tired of scouring the internet and newspapers to find out which particular rats you have to race and what venue you're supposed to be racing at? Do you feel like a rat who has not received a significant reward for some time? Well, it turns out there's no racing needed. You can get that reward without racing against any rodents, actual or metaphorical. Instead, try sitting still and eating candy. Yes, sitting still and eating candy will chemically override your woe. You will find that if you sit still, doing nothing, the seasons change. The grass grows up around you, dies, and is covered with snow. All without you doing anything, it turns out. The trains still run. People still go about their day. The sun rises and sets, even without your personal involvement. So sit there and eat some candy. Intense sweetness activates the reward centers in human brains just like yours. Also rat brains. Now, thanks to technology... We can refine genetically modified corn into a pure sugary syrup that will cause your neurons to overload your dopamine receptors so you'll feel as though you did something. Those reward centers will light up so brilliantly that even though your money numbers and the job you did to make them go up, your personal health and relationships have all been destroyed. You won't mind at all sitting there eating candy. Try it today. Great, and we're back with a question from Amber LaChapelle. What's crazier than a bag of wet cats? Also, why are they wet and why are they in a bag? Uh, th thanks, Amber, for that very weird question. Uh, frankly, it sounds like you might have a bag of wet cats around? And if that's the case, my first piece of advice would be to probably get them out of your house if they're inside. Don't untie the drawstring or whatever, or open the bag. Just pick them up really carefully and put them outside. Maybe, like, down near the curb. 
Uh, someone will probably come by and take care of them from there. I would just keep an eye on that until they're gone, though. Maybe watch through the blinds. You don't want someone thinking that the cat bag is yours and trying to return it to your porch or stoop or whatever. Um, to answer your larger question, though, what's crazier than a bag of wet cats? Probably nothing. This beer kind of tastes like a wet cat. I don't think it's good. Do you want it? Sure. Pour it in my glass. Thanks. Um, uh, anyway, probably nothing's crazier than a bag of wet cats, um, but I might say that having a bag of wet cats is in some ways crazier than the cats themselves. So um, if those weren't your cats and if somebody delivered them to you, maybe consider getting your locks changed if they were inside and... Um, Consider getting one of those security cameras if they were outside your house. Like, if this is just a random cat bag you saw in your neighborhood or on your way to work or whatever, uh, though, then I would advise you to just tell yourself, not my cats, not my wet bag, and just try to let it go. Uh, sometimes there are just mysteries in life, and since everything is essentially meaningless anyway, it's best to just accept them and move on and be glad that there isn't a wet cat bag rolling around like a tumbleweed through your house. So, like, count your blessings or whatever. Count your money, maybe. I don't know. Count something. All right. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Advice. Uh, join us next week for more advice. And remember, when you stare into the advice, the advice stares back into you. The Advice is a production of the Nihilist Podcast Network. The Nihilist Podcast Network.